And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Nicky and George Berman here with you. As always, make sure you download and subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Pod wherever you do get your podcasts. So, George, let's talk about Jeff Saturday. Because in order for the Colts to hire Jim Harbaugh or any other head coach uh, on them or assistant coach on the market, first got to have an opening. And I know they technically fired Frank Reich, but right now the interim Jeff Saturday being there. For whatever reason, Jim Mercer continues. And the latest report came from NFL Network's Ian Rapport before Sunday's game against the Giants. Saying that Jeff Saturday is a serious candidate for the head for the permanent head coaching job of the Colts. Sunday was no shocker, a debacle. Giants smoked the smoked the Colts. They could they get a plow spot, and the Colts could embarrass themselves yet again. But you say what you like. There's a lot of things that should disqualify Jeff Saturday from being a head coach, right? Right, George. I think we can easily say this team's gotten worse every single game. They're on a five game losing streak. The the everything's gone bad. This team is not fighting whatsoever. But I think the one thing that we saw on Sunday that maybe should or definitely should exclude him, if you want to just ignore all the numbers, like seemingly Jim Mercedes are ignoring all the numbers because still saying he's a, he's a strong candidate for the job anyway, is the fact that when Nick Foles went down, and he was sacked by Kayvon Thibodeau right before the half and is writhing in pain. You have Kayvon Thibodeau doing snow angels right next to what at that point was a corpse of Nick Foles, and nobody is doing anything. You have, you have Will Fry standing there. You have Ryan Kelly standing there. You have Bernard Ryman standing there. You have you have Quentin Nelson standing there, all looking at Nick Foles writhing in pain. Well, right next to him, inches away, is Kayvon Thibodeau doing snow angels what it felt like for an hour. I, I swear, George, he was there for forever. And no one did anything. That right there, right then and there, the fact that no one had Nick Foles' back in that situation should automatically disqualify Jeff Saturday from being the head coach going forward. And Frank, if they already didn't fire uh, Je- uh, Frank Reich, if they already basically weren't short-staffed as his head coach with everyone leaving slash getting fired, you should have fired Jeff Saturday right then and there. Because if you can't get your players to fight for each other, then what are you doing? Like, like you, you can't be head coach. No, uh, that to me, we, we talked about, you know, when he got hired, that, that, that we felt like it was an uphill battle you know, for him to prove anything this year, you obviously weren't coming in and changing the offense. You weren't coming in and changing the defense. You weren't coming in and, and making any kind of uh, significant alterations to this roster. Um, he obviously has changed quarterbacks a few times, gone through all three of them now. Um, you know, there's been some other minor tweaks here and there that he could do. But the one thing that, that Jim Mercy talked about in that disastrous introductory press conference <laughs> was that he's a leader of men. You know, and I think that was the that was the one that you could hang on. And that's the one thing that we could kind of judge him on. And, and we talked about, you know, the win over the Raiders. Hey, you saw a little bit of that. You came out and they had a little bit of fire. But I'll tell you, as the weeks go by, I think that was more and more just, just professional pride from that team. A lot of those guys talked that week about you, when your head coach gets fired, you feel like you failed, you know, because obviously your coach got fired. You had something to do with that. And I think that's what we saw against the Raiders was them saying, look, we're going to take some ownership for what we did. Uh, but as the season's gone on, that's worn off, you know, with, with each passing week. Uh, and now I agree with you 100%. When, when you see the offense, well, the offense, the entire offense, the line first and foremost, because it's their job to protect the quarterback. I would imagine there's 30 other lines that would have started a brawl in that situation, uh, that there would have been a full out bench clearing brawl and it would have been a lineman that got it started. Um, but the offense in general, I mean, anybody at Jelani Woods was in that neighborhood. He's a rookie. So maybe give him a little bit of a pass. Um, but anybody on offense had the opportunity to go in there and take issue with what Kayvon Thibodeau was doing. Uh, and they didn't, you know, and I think a lot of that goes back to that. This team's disconnected right now. 
I think you saw it in that moment. It's not that they don't care about each other. I just think they're they're mentally fatigued. They are checked out in a lot of ways. Uh, again, as we were talking about in the first segment, it's a completely different circumstance, but it's human nature. This this team's been through a lot this year. Uh, all the head coaching firings, all the shufflings at quarterback, trading of one of their most popular teammates, you know, firing of, of Marcus Brady. Um, but I think it's evident that the head coach has not been able to keep that ship together, you know, to keep it as, as, as a tight bond. I, I'm not, in, in fairness to Jeff Saturday, I'm not sure anybody could have done it in this situation, uh, but he didn't. And, it, yeah, it goes right up there. To me, though, it's just on 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 what's really a pile of evidence that, that's hard to refute. One of the biggest stats to me, and this is just mind-blowing, if you just take the point differential in the time that Jeff Saturday's been here, the seven games when they're one and six, the oh, Colts man. would have be tied for the third worst point differential in the NFL in a seven game sample. Everybody else having 15 games, 16 games, his seven game sample would be tied for third worst in the NFL. I don't need another stat than that, honestly. Right. But it, you put to me the the situation with Nick Foles was a cherry on the Sunday, and I don't. You know, I'm not saying this to, to to question anybody's character. There's been a lot of that going around. I don't think that's the issue here. I think it's an issue of leadership and of can you keep this team together in, in this moment? I think these guys are ready, like the fans and the media and, and pretty much everybody else, they're just ready to get into this offseason and, and move on to whatever's next. I mean, I would make like I'm not trying to be present at the moment here, George, but it's just like it's still as we say here Wednesday, so three days removed from it, still replaying on mine. It's one of, and I'd even maybe argue the most embarrassing moment of the season in what has been a laundry list of embarrassing moments and that continue to one up each other. Just because again, this was like the only thing we could judge him on, like I said, is leadership and, and getting guys at least inspired to play. Whether you win or lose is one thing, but at least if you guys have if you are able to get the guys competing, that that's at that point, if you're Jeff Saturday, you can't ask for anything else, right? We, we mentioned, and you mentioned it too. He's not controlling. He's not changing any personnel. He's not changing the way the, the play calling is going. He really can't do much. One of the only things he could have done is get guys inspired, get guys, you know, play hard for the – play out the string, and just kind of keep going. And like I said, we, the last game day pod we did was the Chargers one. And we talked about what, George, how this team for the first time while you feel like they checked out. And we didn't – on the preview pod – uh, leading to the Giants game, we talked about we don't really expect much different. Like if you're if you can't get up for a Monday night game and play spoiler to a team of the Chargers that was playing for a play, their playoff lives and were able to clinch a playoff spot on your home field on a nationally televised game, even with Nick Foles starting, you can make your own you know H player. I'm sure would disagree with that move or have their own thoughts on that quarterback move. If you can't get up for that game, no way we thought that they'll be able to get up for a Giants game. Who again, same thing. You could play spoiler for and, and ruin their New Year's Day and ruin their plans for partying to get into the playoffs based on the win over you. And now two weeks in a row, teams playing for high stakes. The Colts not only just go out there lifeless, like I said, they're getting pushed. Like, it's embarrassing. The Giants are – like, I know they're going to playoffs. The Giants are not even that good of a team. And it's like, here they are, like, just, just pushing you around, make, basically making fun of you to your face, and everyone's standing there watching, like, like oh, okay, like, what are we going to do? Like, okay, shrug the shoulders. Let's walk back to the sideline hang our heads and then just kind of play and basically look at the minutes and, and count down the time so we can get out of here and get on a flight back home. It's embarrassing. It's flat out embarrassing. Like I said, you, if you were Jim Mercer, you cannot, cannot just on that fact alone of what we saw uh, or how the team didn't respond to Nick Foles getting crushed. That should tell you all you need to know about, about Jeff Saturday's candidacy. And like, 
I say this kind of half joking because uh, I'll just never be able to get up. Like, if Jeff Saturday is truly the head coach next year, I have to give my coach fandom. But like, honestly, I, I don't know how you can root for this team if the owner is saying, oh, this is the guy that's going to fix fix our team going forward here. It's a joke. I'm telling you, Caleb Williams. I mean, that's the only that's the only thing I can throw out there uh, for that situation. But no, in all honesty and in seriousness, I mean, we didn't have the post game pod. Uh, but you want to talk about some of the ugliness from that game in terms of you know how bad this loss was? Uh, it was the most points scored by the Giants in 44 games, I believe. <laughs> um, you coming into that game, they were one four and one in their last six games, and during that stretch, they've been outscored by 42 points. Uh, and you lost by 28, you know, and it was never it, much like the Chargers game. Even when the Colts were ahead three to nothing, we're not even going to talk about kicking a field goal on fourth and one and from the five yard line. Um, even when they were ahead three to nothing, I don't think there was ever a feeling of Giants are in trouble. You know, the Colts are here and and, and, and they've brought a lot of energy and, and they're fired up and they're, they're going to spoil this game. Uh, I think from from opening kickoff, it felt like the Giants were going to win uh, and nothing that happened in 60 minutes following that uh change change your opinion in in any way i mean I, it was i think late in the second quarter the giants fans were were kind of already starting to party in the, in the stands and you know tasting that first playoff trip in six years but those kind of things to me the fact that it's you know the, the most points scored by the giants of 44 games the fact that a team that had been outscored by 42 points in, in its previous six games outscores you by 28 and, and it I, just, I can't get over the point differential thing in seven games you're tied for third the worst point differential in, in the league uh, with teams that played 16 games. Uh, look, there, there, there's no, there's one rationale that brings Jeff Saturday back and it's Jim Irsay. That's it. I mean, and that's not, again, that's not a personal attack on, on Jeff Saturday. We said when he was hired uh, that there was not a whole lot of reason for him to be the full-time head coach. You know, you bring him in here and you try to get spark. I think your line all that time and it was hundred percent correct was, Whatever he can do for the offensive line, that's his legacy here. Come in, get the offensive line going, and, and get them back on the right track. Uh, and that that's really what could be expected. Um, at this point, if they roll him back out there now, and congratulations to Jeff. You're one of 32, you know. Um, but the the only rationale at this point is is Jim Ursay just wanting to be proven right. You know, not wanting to 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 give in to the to the firestorm that 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 cascaded down on him uh when this decision was made initially with the interim job um that's it and that's not a good reason to hire a head coach in this league and we talked about the biggest impact they said could be on the offensive line and the lasting legacy for a guy by the way who's a fired player himself right that that you know we've mm. seen him and peyton manning go bad at, at it many times so it's not like jeff Sider is one of these quiet guys he was a, as a player himself was always you know the, the prototypical quintessential offensive lineman that would always protect the quarterback no matter what it's, br- it's awful. It's a really bad look to oh. see the unit that you used to play be as lifeless as they were. I guarantee you there would have been a, a Ben just clearing brawl if Jeff Saturday had been on the field, you know, not on the sideline. Right. If, if, if he had been on the field and seen that happen, I and he was very careful uh, both today and or Wednesday as we're recording this and Monday when he talked about this situation, um, he was very careful uh, not to take shots at his own lineman, but he made it abundantly clear that he was not happy with the way the offense responded to this. Uh, he said that he did have a talk with them today about it. I'm certain he did. Um, he also made it abundantly clear his feelings on the celebration. I think people in the national media characterized that wrongly. He didn't take any shots at Kayvon Thibodeau personally. 
He said that celebration was tasteless and trash. And I think, honestly, probably 30 other teams would agree with that. The Giants might defend Thibodeau. Uh, I would think the other 30 teams in the NFL would agree that there's no need to be doing that. Especially, I, you know, when when uh, Foles went down, that was pretty scary. He was kind of convulsing there for, I don't know if you saw it live. I'm not sure if you were in the air at that point or not, uh, but he landed pretty much. It looked like he landed on the point of the football uh, with his ribs and he was rolling in obvious pain. He's kind of convulsing a little bit on the field. And I was for a couple minutes, I was pretty concerned about what it was. You first thought before you see the replay is, you know, is it a neck injury and that, that you're always worried about that. Uh, and then, not that ribs is much better, but it's certainly right. a, a far step up from paralyzation or anything like that, that that's going through your mind at the moment. Um, it was a very frightening moment, I thought, you know, as it happened. And then once you saw him get carted off and he was fine uh, going back to the locker room in terms of, you know, being alert and being able to move and all of that, I started feeling a lot better. But it's Jeff Saturday made it very clear, you know, how he felt about that. Um, I, isn't it too little, too late though, George? Like, yeah, it, it, well, strong, again, because like, yeah, you, as a coach, you got to make it happen on the field. You can't, right. you know, it, it's the same way as after a game saying I didn't get them prepared, and it, it's on me. I made the wrong call in the moment, or you know, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for this defense or this offense or whatever. To me, it's the same way. You know, you don't get any points for that. You certainly don't get any points for coming out after this moment and saying uh, that the offense should have responded differently. Right, it's like one of the things where it should already kind of be ingrained in it, especially with the way he was as a player. Like that should have been something that one of the few teaching points he could have made was, "Hey, fight for your guys, no matter what's going on. Like no one's going to push us around or no one's going to embarrass us." And I said when the, when that moment came for the first time this year, you saw the Colts react. I think that's to me a, a direct reflection on coaching and a direct, uh, direct reflection on Jeff Saturday, the head coach. Now let's finish off with this because as we are recording, the Giants had their media availability on Wednesday, and Kayvon Thibodeau was able to respond to Jeff Saturday's tasteless and trash celebration comments. Like you mentioned, you characterize it perfectly. He's not taking a shot at the player. He's taking a shot at the celebration in and of itself. Separate. Uh, and Kayvon Thibodeau, this is an interesting response. He said, quote, I don't know who he is, talking about Jeff Saturday. I'm not really too concerned about people who comment on me and I don't know them, end quote. I have a hard time believing like that. Like that's like, come on. Kayvon Thibodeau was, what, 22 years old? So he basically about a decade ago when Jeff Saturday hung it up, he's, you know, 11, 12, kind of in the prime years of love and football. There's no way you don't know who Jeff Saturday is. That, that's a weak response. I will say this. That celebration right next to an injured quarterback in this comment, um, it, it does kind of point the, the red flags about him coming out of LSU or Oregon. Uh, it, it sort of highlights those a little bit. You heard a lot of that in the draft process, and there were a lot of questions about, you know, is is this real? I think there were things that, that were said about him in, in his potential character, and I think you see it now. So uh, Jeff Saturday did not take a shot at Kayvon Thibodeau. I am taking a shot at Kayvon Thibodeau right now. I, I think to do that and to be unapologetic about it, especially now, I, mean, I don't think it was very defensible in the moment, honestly, uh, because you should have known the quarterback was injured. but how many days have we gone now? 72 hours past this game as we're talking now, plus to still be unapologetic, to still not be able to say, Hey, you know what? My bad. I'm sorry. I, I probably shouldn't have done that. I not a guy I'd want on my football team. I'll just say that. 
I'm not trying to defend him. I guess what I'm just trying to like wonder is how like he made a sack. Like, how do you think he knew in the moment? I guess that's the only way to I guess really try to. I don't know if he knew immediately, but like you said, it went on for quite a while. And and Nick Foles was pretty obviously in pain next to him. It's not like it was, you know, there there were a quadrant of people in between them. Um, but even if he didn't know on the field, I mean, and that's my whole point. You can, I don't think it was very defensible on Sunday, but even if you accept that possibility, which is a real possibility that he didn't know what happened, he sure knows by now, you know, and, and to make that kind of response to, to what Jeff Saturday said and not to take any ownership for your own actions. I mean, even if, even if his answer today would have just been, you know, Hey, I don't agree with that statement, but I am upset. You know, if, if I had known that, that Nick Foles was injured, I, I might have behaved differently. That to me is a totally different thing to come out today and to basically say, oh, you know, this is a nobody and and why do I care? I I, I find that tasteless. Yeah, I've a, I also I guess what I'll say is you have 72 hours, like I said, if you're gonna be defiant and if you're gonna back up your actions and try to not take accountability, come up with a better retort than just I don't know who that is. Like, like, you know who Jeff said, I, I'm sorry. It's just, I, I, I hate, cause I feel like we hear people say it all the time. Like, Oh, I don't care. You know, I don't know who that guy is. Um, I, I'm not going to worry about him. I forget what player it was. Oh, now I wish I knew, but there was someone who Shannon Sharp took a shot at someone. And cause I'm like, who are you to like comment on like my play? And like, they had no idea who Shannon Sharp was until like, I'm like, Oh, actually never mind. You know, you're right there. It's just one of those, like, you gotta know, you gotta, and again, if you're going to just, if you want to stand in your you gotta stand your ground. Have a better response than just "I don't know this." That, that's, yeah. a, I mean, but I absolutely, mean, it wasn't a dirty play. I mean, it was absolutely that's, fine. Everything about the like, hit was absolutely fine. Um, you know, it's just come on, man. I guess that's my biggest thing is I don't think like it was a clean hit. It wasn't dirty. I think we have seen plenty of players celebrate like one of those big hits where, you know, receivers or running backs are like kind of blindsided and they go down and they're writhing in pain. And we see plenty of guys like flexing their muscles and going crazy. So it wasn't like one of those, like we've never seen like something like that before. I will say that was the first time where they're like inches apart that you see someone celebrate that close. But so I, I have bigger issues with Jeff Saturday's coaching mm-hmm. and, and the offensive line and the Colts response. I'll say, I guess I'll put it that way. I have a, a way bigger issue with the Colts' response as a team and then just Saturday's response to Nick Foles writhing their pain and then doing nothing on Kayvon Thibodeau than Kayvon Thibodeau's response of basically kind of standing his ground. No, I, I agree 100%. It's it's far worse uh, that the Colts didn't do anything in the moment than it is, you know, whatever Kayvon Thibodeau is saying now. I just, to me, I just find that to be weak, like you said. Uh, and obviously he won't care because he doesn't know who I am, so that's okay. So that 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 response for that for Jeff Saturday can also apply to George George River as well. Oh, that's a that's a fitting way to to end the pod on this Wednesday for sure. So as always, make sure you are subscribing and downloading to the Blue Horseshoe Pod. We will be back. We'll be recording early on Thursday morning here, and a little tease ahead. But we talked a lot about Jim Harbaugh and his candidacy. George does have a mystery, maybe surprise. We'll say head coaching candidate whose name he believes maybe will be in the mix as early as next week. So we'll drop that one and kind of discuss the viability of this certain possible head coach candidate on the preview edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod that will come out either late Thursday or early Friday. And, of course, George, we got a preview, the biggest game of the season, 
Colts, Texans, week 18. I don't know why it's not on Sunday night or, or even on, on Saturday during one of those two isolated windows, but no better way to end the season than the four-win Colts taking on the two-win Texans in a game in which neither side, realistically for the draft, wants to win. I heard somebody say, you know, put it on Thursday. I'm all for that. Get it over with as, as quick as possible. It should have been the Thursday night game, a special <laughs> Thursday night uh, edition. But no, um, I will just to, to add to the tease, I will say this. It's a, it's a coach with a, a Super Bowl on his resume, Super Bowl Ooh. appearance on his resume. Nice. Really, really kind of getting a, a juicy teaser. I like that. So make sure you download and subscribe so you don't miss that episode that'll be coming out next right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod. So have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast.